0: Welcome to the Dream Out Loud podcast, where our mission is helping others succeed. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bowen with Five Star Development, and today we're sitting down with Dr. Joseph Umiti. Dr. Umiti is founder and president of Life Forming Leadership Coaching Incorporated, a worldwide coach training ministry in 28 countries and 12 languages. He is a PCC accredited coach with the International Coaching Federation. He served as a professor at Regent University for 30 years. Dr. Yamiti also served as interim dean of the School of Divinity. He is an executive vice president of Regent University. His professional background also includes author, consultant, nonprofit organizational leader, and entrepreneur. Dr. Umidi loves to ignite personal, community, and organizational transformational globally as he forged a coaching movement in the seven mountains by visioning, relational marketing, and selecting key leaders to help steward the values and methods of coaching where he lives and works. Dr. Umidi, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you with us today.
1: Wow, Dr. Chris, it's my pleasure to be with you and all that you're doing and to be part of this great podcast history that i heard some of the people on here and wow it's fantastic
0: Well, thank you so much, sir. And let me just say from Dr. Sam and Dr. Brenda Chan, uh, our relationship started 12 years ago as we went in partnership and started talking about life forming and what all you were doing. And of course, out of that and out of your dreams, our dreams also came to pass of of actually creating Dream Releaser Coaching. So uh, from the Chans, we want to say thank you so much for inspiring what we know today as Dream Releaser Coaching.
1: And of course, Dr. Brenda's book is absolutely off the charts. Uh, That book is not only going to be used for all of us in coach training, but I think is the book on coaching, even in academic circles. So kudos to the chance and all that they're doing.
0: Absolutely. And and we're very honored to be able to take it now into our second university, and we're really excited about that. So we know uh, that because you had a dream and you was able to go forth, and I remember Dr. Brenda reaching out to me when we first started doing the podcast, and she said, you have to get Dr. Umidi." And I remember sitting through your classes and, and different things as we were starting to learn and understand and develop what coaching really was, because we had no idea. Dr. Britt and I started off by coaching at a university, learning the basic skills of coaching, and then when we, we connected with you that's when the dream actually started so if you will i know i read a bio about you and all the many different avenues that you have taken in your life but maybe some of our podcast listeners today want to know who you really are who is dr joseph humitty how would you answer them
1: it's a great question well um uh, a really blessed husband of a beautiful wife we've had a great run together and still trying to figure out how to uh, make the last uh, years. You know, they say the most productive years of your life are between 60 and 70, and the second most productive between 70 and 80. So we're in the second most productive, and uh, we've got some big dreams. But I'm a grandparent of three. Uh, I've got two dogs. I love photography. And uh, happiness is how much time I can spend outdoors. So that pretty much sums, sums me up right there.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that we do at Dream Releaser is we help other people succeed. And we look at you, Dr. Umidi, and we realize that we are a success because of you. So uh, what got you actually started in coaching and how did you actually build life for me?
1: Well, when you've been uh, pastoring and then teaching uh, as your primary delivery, mm-hmm. and after you've been uh, with students for so many years, you realize that teaching Telling, advising, educating, preaching, imparting, prophesying, declaring, fixing. Uh, all those things come short of real transformation. They have a key part. And so that's when I went on a search for another method of delivery that could be more tailor-made and help students really have kind of a, a approach to, to their own discipleship and leadership development. So uh, that... It was my disillusionment as a full time tenured prof that I had to find another way to help students uh, grasp uh, the the discipleship call of Jesus and their vocational call in their life.
0: Yeah. One of the things that we have really noticed, especially with our clientele, with pastors and church leaders, is that oftentimes we have been given the authority to direct and guide them and make sure they have the right content. And we're really in a lot of direction for them. But we find that with coaching, of course, we have our plans that I wrote a number of years ago, Powerful Questions, Listening, Accountability, Neutral, and Silence. That is a whole different arena for pastors to go in. How difficult have you found through life-forming That likewise, when dealing with pastors and church leaders, that's a whole different mindset training.
1: That's for sure. And I had to develop some fun ways to to make them laugh at themselves. So one of them is I say, take this hand, that right hand. It's a great hand. You lay hands on people, you bless, you pray, you shake, you hug. Uh, But let's just call it the fixing, advising, telling hand. So the only way where we're going to get the maximum buy-in from our staff is to put the hand behind the back. Mm -hmm. And I said, now try to have a conversation, a coaching with someone and to keep the hand there. And they start laughing because within the second sentence, the hand pops out and they're trying to fix, advise, tell, preach. So that's been a fun way of uh, making a game out of it because it is hard for leaders uh, to get out of that uh, lane.
0: Yeah, I know that when I started with you 12 years ago, uh, right as we were starting uh, Dream Releaser, I I was pastoring, and it was a whole new concept to me, and my doctorate is actually in counseling, but I can tell you that coaching has really freed my life, uh, because all I have to do is stay in the moment, and Lynn Eichmann, with your company, did such an amazing job in training Dr. Brenda and I that we really learned that aspect that we just have to stay in the moment, wait for that next powerful question. So what lessons have you learned while coaching other people?
1: I love Psalm 139 because we're fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous in God's sight. So I've taken that to be a kind of a creation that I need to, coaching is best at getting at someone's unique design, personality, gifting, desires, that would be core values and passions, dreams, life, calling and purpose, and yeah. Destiny, which is kind of their legacy or inheritance. So by always uh, making sure uh, I'm doing that, uh, I remember this one girl in Singapore, she was always uh, the, the critic uh, and always the the spokesman against the managers for everything and doing wrong. And all the other employees were cheering her on. <clears throat> the problem was, was that she did it uh, out of a sense of frustration and always attention. And I said, well, how are you wired? Well, I have this black and white kind of get things right approach. Great. I said, well, how could you be who you are in a way that celebrates and not be so negative? Well, somehow she realized she could be herself, Psalm 139, in a different approach. And I think that's what coaching does and helps people be the better version of themselves. But the thing that I've also learned Is that I have a comfortable way of dealing with people and uh, but I have to die to self and that self is what does that person really need from me as a coach to get the maximum breakthrough in the minimum time that means I may have to go outside of my conversation and listening and asking all that's good but I have to do it in a way that they can receive it for a high D CEO that may be one way, but for someone else that really needs more empathy and so forth, that may be another. So I have to die to my propensity and uh, s- to serve. And I think that's a kingdom principle that'll serve any coach.
0: Yeah. And we know that you have served as a coach for a number of years. And what would you say if there was one particular topic that stood out in your mind or one particular individual that you saw this aha moment in them because you asked a powerful question tell me a little bit about that memorable moment that has really locked you in and said i will never forget this moment in coaching um,
1: what uh, i think most of those moments and in, in particular the one or two you're talking that you're uh, prompting me to remember is always around the big why or the big mm-hmm. dream or the big purpose and you know People tend in uh, workshops to skim over that. I mean, they say, okay, write down, you know, and you just can't do it in two or three minutes. It takes sometimes a series of uh, reflective, powerful questions that people even sit on and uh, meditate on in between coaching sessions to get there. But I remember somewhere in two or three sessions around that, the person got such a, a, a picture of what their future could be, that they immediately uh, made plans to leave their present position and to go on and pursue it. And today <clears throat> that person is writing uh, scripts at a youth with a mission base in Quebec, Canada, where he was simply managing a call center here at the university, and his, his life is on fire. I mean, uh, if he was still managing here, I think he would be uh, like the death of a salesman. He would not be a happy camper.
0: So how how does it make you feel, Dr. Humiddy, knowing that you had a dream and you had a vision, and that has inspired so many others and some that you will never see, never meet, never be introduced to And Hopefully through this podcast, you're being introduced to so many uh, that because of that dream, Dr. Brenda found you and your dream and she connected with your dream and dr sam came on board with that dream and they really started that passion and now literally hundreds of people have been affected through dream release for coaching even thousands hundreds of have, have completed the program but thousands have been touched by that how does that make you feel to know that you were that central part that god divinely used to connect life-forming with dream release for coaching
1: well <clears throat> to tell the truth if i think about it i'm overwhelmed <clears throat> because it is it's such favor from God. How, how could me, the imposter, the, the self-talk doubter, the person who's always minimized myself, even had a poverty spirit for so many years, how could I influence anybody? But I think what happens is that um, because m- my life message has been helping others stand on my shoulders to go where they couldn't go without my shoulders, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost just been the way that I viewed life. So it, it, to me, it isn't unusual because that's what I've always wanted to do. And uh, that's the way God's wired me. I guess it's like a Barnabas in some way that really you know, took the hand of Saul and introduced him to the apostles in Jerusalem. And so I'd like to give people resources and open doors and the best version of themselves. So that's just who I am. And I don't usually think about the results of it. And I guess I, uh, I'll wait until I get the other side of heaven to find out what really happened.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure that it's going to be magnificent because you are truly touching lives, even indirectly right now, just by the vision that you cast and that we saw and was able to go. I remember being in that first room and you were there with us, I believe at the 191 Club and uh, just where the dreams actually began. And that was all inspired by you and life forming. So why do you think that people actually need coaches today?
1: Well, uh, you know, one size fits all is... Is, is administratively convenient for most organizations, churches, and businesses, but it's not what people are crying for. Mm-hmm. They want tailor-made. You know, uh, first of all, they can't wear Saul's armor. They've got to have something that works for them in their battles. But, you know, they, there's a sense in which uh, the typical discipleship or programs are just 101, 102, 103, go around the bases yeah. as if you're, in some ways, herding cattle, and uh, every one of those people needs a coaching conversation, I believe, to really come alive. And that leads to the fact that, you know, coaches do provide the initial SEA, support, encouragement and accountability, which I know you guys do so well, uh, even hearing some of the, your interviews and, and how was that that's meant to people. I'm so ruined for the ordinary that I don't do anything without thinking of SEA. If I'm preaching or teaching, I'm always adding the plus of yeah. low cost, You just get with a peer and do the f- next five weeks of putting one of these five points into practice mm-hmm. to group, to one-on-one coaching that SEA is critical. Even the fact that a coach should help the client find some SEA. Uh, and then I think uh, what coaching does is Coaches should be emotionally intelligent and, in, you know, and, and modeling that. But mm-hmm. our clients need to be emotionally fit. And there's a difference because emotional fitness is the ability to actually be disciplined on uh, thinking a certain way and getting a shift in your perspective rather than going back, you know, to whatever uh, has limited them or somehow uh, sabotaged them. And so that's a fitness issue emotionally. And so uh, I think that coaches should uh, call people to really uh, not only make a decision and and even a commitment, but really have a resolve about working on not letting their emotions get hijacked with fear, worry, and but really uh, on faith and on uh, the potential and on uh, and on the possibilities. So I think uh, all of that. Uh, uh, boils down to, for many of us, redefining success, which mm-hmm. uh, good coaches should do, especially when people have setbacks and need to find a way to see them as setups in their life.
0: Wow. So we realized that, again, being with LifeForming from a number of years ago, and we talked a little bit of off camera before we started. I was asking about Lynn Eichmann, Earl Brown uh, started, you know, they were back when I was there a number of over a decade ago. Um, also in Dream Releaser, since our conception 12 years ago, we still have all of the original people with us. Of course, we've added to the team, you've added to the team. What do you think is the key component to be able to keep such a healthy and a staff that is moving forward through all the changes, there's always changes, as we talked about with ICF. Uh, what, what do you think really makes people gravitate to and stay with this thing called coaching and stay with the com- same companies?
1: Well, that's a great question. You know, I'm so uh, enamored about uh, helping to shift culture, mm-hmm. culture of honor, culture of excellence. Mm-hmm. But the, the the culture of authenticity that coaching brings is such a relief yeah. i mean the fact that our staff um like my staff here uh, uh is the, the, they're not being micromanaged that we believe in each other there's yeah. collaboration there's a great sense of being champions for each other uh that's enabled people to put their mistakes uh or their you know, m- uh, misappropriation of uh funds or whatever they've done right out there knowing that we can all learn as much from that and that ability, if you want to be open, you want people to be open, you better be willing to go there first. So, great. Yeah. So, when I go there with my staff, they're freed up to go there. So, uh, I would rather work for Dream Release or anything. I got so excited, I knocked my headset off. I would rather uh, work
0: for hey, that's some, kind of
1: that's some kind of excitement. I love it. <laughs> I'd rather work for a company or ministry like Dream leisure any day uh, with that kind of culture, which I know you have, than uh, some of the cultures that I've been in. Uh, you know, I used to pastor a church, and my wife would wake me up, "Honey, it's time to be up, go to church." I don't want to go to church. You have to. You're the pastor. You know. Uh, but I get to go to life forming or I would get to go to dream Leaser if I was where you are.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So would you say coaching is a service or is it a business?
1: That's a great question. It's both. And uh, it's, in fact, most coaches just want to serve and they just love to bring what happened to them, but they're not very good at business. Certainly not at marketing. And um, they're intimidated about being too salesy. So, the, the best business of coaching is to simply develop systems that work and so that you take yourself, your 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 personal self out of it, uh, mm-hmm. trying to sell yourself. Or, but you just get a system set up where uh, there's a number of ways to do it, where you could actually have people uh, get a, uh, you know, a initial coaching session, you know, short one or a number of ways to do it simply to get people uh, to experience it most people uh, as you know have a definition of coaching that is whatever yeah, they've come from and they don't really know coaching until they taste and see so sometimes that's the system of getting them to taste and see uh, is is the best way to do it
0: Awesome. Well, we welcome everyone that's listening today to the Dream Out Loud podcast. And we're sitting down today with Dr. Joseph Humidi. He's the founder and president of Life Forming Leadership Coaching Incorporated. It's a worldwide coaching training ministry in 28 countries and 12 languages. And he's the one that actually introduced coaching to us at Dream Releaser. And it's exciting to have you with us today. And uh, I'm going to ask this again at the end of the podcast, but maybe there's some viewers now that's saying, I really want to make sure I get in contact with him. How can people actually get in connection with you?
1: Well, for me personally, it'd be joseph at lifeformingcoach.com. It's all one word, lifeformingcoach.com.
0: Okay, awesome. And we'll, we'll air that again in a few moments for those that are trying to make connection. So if somebody asks you of the benefits of becoming a coach, how would you answer them?
1: Well, I think there's integration of so many other great things that w- we get as a coach, uh, we can integrate uh, uh, the ability to tell stories as long as you can do them in two minutes or less, uh, even sometimes one minute stories. Right. Because rather than becoming a historian, which is great when you're teaching, preaching stories are so powerful or writing. But in the coaching, you learn to integrate things that you already know in a way that gives most of the work and most of the airtime to the client. And so Mm -hmm. that gives you – I remember when I used to preach, when I still preach everywhere uh, with an interpreter, I really get an economy of words uh, so that they can translate it, especially if it takes twice as long for them to translate it. And coaching is that way because you really get focused on integrating so much other stuff uh, that you're primarily there to – uh, ask and get them uh, to, to to have a breakthrough, and then influence. I don't know any better way to influence people uh, than coaching, because uh, even w- when you're speaking to masses, yeah, your words can have an impact. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm always uh, believing that uh, the ability to have somebody walk out a coaching situation, one on one in a group or whatever, uh, can really. Uh, show you that uh, your time invested, uh, as Jesus did with his disciples in, yeah. in coaching, 100 questions he asked. Uh, and that method of Jesus, uh, I think, is being kind of being restored today, uh, even uh, back to the church, which I'm, I'm thrilled about.
0: Right. And he's saying those open-ended questions. Too. That's what I love about it. So as with any business venture, there's always going to be obstacles that are going to come up. So what, made it motivate, what motivated you to overcome those obstacles uh, with life-forming and opening up this coaching business?
1: So uh, the obstacles many times are, are up between your ears. It's it's your mindset, your limited views. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result of that, I've just tried to experience uh, the the people who have faith. Doctor Chan himself has been an influence in my life. Everywhere I've been around him, it's stretched me. It's opened me up. Made me think better. Um, you know, I, I work for Doctor Robertson. He had ninety three. He still challenges me every time I meet him each week. Uh, so I got around mentors or coaches or influencers who had a different way of thinking than I have, and that's kept me able to to not quit and to find uh, the, the door of hope in the valley of trouble when it comes to the obstacles that I faced over the past uh, 25, 26 years in, in the coaching business.
0: Wow. So what makes you passionate about empowering others to become a coach?
1: Well, you know, it, it sounds simple, but it's Jesus, because I've been ruined for the ordinary before. I've kind of redefined discipleship. It's, wow. it's yeah, life-forming content, but it has to be coupled yes. with the life-changing uh, relationships w- and also the life-stretching experiences. So when when Jesus discipled, you know, he he there's only 45 minutes of teaching left for us in the New Testament when you eliminate the duplications if you read it tonight. But the hundred questions are getting at uh, you know what what he did. So I'm passionate about his methodology. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because I've tried the other for a long time. I used to just hand out copy machines. I thought I was success because I was the biggest uh, use of the copy machine than anybody um, in the faculty. But I realized that uh, people need just-in-time learning and Jesus method with questions and coaching and relational aspect is the way to go.
0: Wow. We know you've been involved with Regent University, still involved with Regent University, also life forming and many other adventures, even such as church, uh, being a pastor. So, how has coaching changed your staffing?
1: Yeah. So, my staff, um, for instance, at Regent University, you know, I think we're up to 11,000 students. And uh, not, the name of the game, since it costs so much money to acquire a student in higher ed, is retention. Right. And if you can change the retention rate 1% on a school of 10,000, well, you you save the school a million dollars. So I trained 1,700 staff at Regent, that would be full-time, part-time, faculty, staff, even student workers, to do, uh, a, I call retention conversations, which is part of my Real Talk curriculum, which is basically coaching conversations uh, at the irreducible minimum, how to listen to what really matters and how to ask more and better questions. And as a result of that, uh, we and some other uh, ways we've worked together across the university have raised the retention rates close to 5%. So that productivity makes a huge difference, and it's the coaching piece that enables people to uh, finish what they came here for, and that is to get that degree and not quit prematurely.
0: I'm so glad that you took the opportunity to share with the Dream Out Loud podcast today because your enthusiasm, your excitement, and just the, the the heart of a coach that you exemplified today, I think that people are feeling that even through the airwaves because I'm sitting here and I'm a life coach for 12 years and I am getting excited myself. You are the superstar of coaches and we're honored to have you on the Dream Out Loud podcast today. So what are some of the simple steps that you would tell someone if they're considering to hire a coach, but they're on the fence saying, yeah, is this really going to work for me? I've been counseling. I've had mentors. I've had consultants. So why should I try a coach?
1: That's a great, I like the five C's now, you know, this might be a little overkill, but is this person called that they, I mean, do they feel passionate about being a coach? Do they feel Mm -hmm. like it fulfills them? And then the second is kind of, do they have the, 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 uh, uh, the character uh, that I uh, admire. I, cause I, I I'm going to trust this person and uh, have they demonstrated that character? Of course, uh, your, your staff and uh, Dr. Chan staff have been role models for that for so many. And then do they have the chemistry? Is there kind of uh, I can, I, I can talk to this person. They, they're the kind of person that uh, I sense I can be uh, open with and I can really uh, s- stretch with. Uh, and then uh, are they, coachable? In other words, do they have any stories or testimonies that they've had coaches in their life? And finally, are they competent? You know, have they been trained somewhere that I respect uh, more than simply I attended a weekend slam dunk thing and I got a certificate? So I know that's a lot of C's, but uh, coaching uh, is really powerful when you get the right coach. And so uh, that's why uh, Dream Releaser is uh, fulfilling. Everybody that I've seen out of your training. And I mean, I've seen a lot of people over the years have the five C's in their life and they are dynamic.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And I know that someone who was searching for a pen to write that down and they're like, I missed one. So let me give those again, those five C's because I wrote them down because I think they're so dynamic. Called, character, chemistry, coachable, and competent. The five C's, that's dynamic, that's amazing. Well, Dr. Emitty, it's been a pleasure, a pleasure of reconnecting with you after all these years. And so why don't you, again, tell our viewers and our listeners of how they can get in connection with you if it's something that they want to do and they've been inspired like I have been inspired through this podcast today. How would they make connection with you?
1: Well, first, if they want to be coach trained, then go to Dreamy Leaser. That's where I would want you to go. Now, I can help. I've got some other mini trainings that can help you get clients. I got this Real Talk or Conversational Champions, the one that I use at the university called Retention Conversations, great way to get clients. I've Mm. got the Dream Fire Experience, which is a fun little workshop to get people uh, wanting to have um, purpose and passion coaching. I've got uh, iBrand Inside for youth. I've got 7M for uh, people in the vocations. I even have a master communicator. All those things have coach-based approaches to get people to taste coaching and then maybe become a client. But then if you want to become a coach, get over there to Dreamy Leisure. If you want to look at my products, it's lifeformingcoach.com. But I put my uh, signature on Dreamy Leisure.
0: (laughs) Well, I know they're listening to you today, so they want to connect with you. Lifeformingcoach.com. So, yes, make a way over there and look at that. We believe in building relationships and that's what we've done with Dr. Umidi over the years and our founders, Dr. Sam and Dr. Brenda, made it absolutely impossible for me to go around not having him as a guest. And so we're so glad. And let me tell you, out of all the guests I've had, you have been so you have been the easiest to get in contact with and to respond back with. So it's been a pleasure again. And thank you for dreaming and for believing in us at Dream Releaser Coach. And thank you so much for being a guest today. My pleasure. We hope this podcast with Dr. Joseph Humidi has helped you to DOL. We thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Dream Releaser coaching or to find out more about other products and resources that you heard about today, visit us at www.dreamreleaser.com and you can hear us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time for more inspirational topics to help you to DOL on the Dream Out Loud podcast.